0: Experience in Japan started when I was uh, 11 years old. Um, I had been studying in Indonesia for for other reasons, um, and I had gone stopped just in uh, Osaka for about one day. And then that one day, I just explored the nearby uh, castle and saw the sights and whatnot. And uh, that experience really, you know, I'm sure many of you feel the same way. But just got some sort of like infection um with interest in Japan and you know I was obsessed and I couldn't stop thinking about it so I was 11 or 12 at that time and uh even from then you know I was just buying these little like study Japanese 10 minutes a day and like you know learn hiragana katakana um these little workbooks that I never finished but I started doing those things around that age um and uh, I continued that all up until high school, um, really didn't make much progress, but you know, I was very interested in the culture and just whatever, getting into it. Um, and when I first entered uh, college, I took a Japanese 101 class and I really loved it. Um, I met a lot of like-minded people in that class. And to this day, still the best Japanese professor I've ever had, um, shout out to Hamanaka Sensei, but uh, that Japanese 101 class was like really great for me. And I started, uh, I took it all the way to the maximum that I could take at that time, which was 202. And that was in, uh, I guess, it, until the end of 2013. Uh, and then from, from 2013, or rather from the beginning of 2014, I transferred to a university called Temple University, um, which is in Tokyo, Japan. Um, And uh, my official major became uh, Japanese at that time. And uh, I I did continue almost all the way. Um, I did end up changing my major uh, and dropping out of the Japanese program like one or two semesters before graduating, but I ended up changing to to Asian studies, which um, was enough to like most of the points, most of the units were the same anyway, so I didn't lose any time. Yeah. Um, and that was around 2016, and uh, I kind of didn't do any official studying, or I didn't really pick up any books for about two years after that. Maybe you know, just casually exploring Japanese and meeting people and doing stuff. And then around the I guess end of 2015 or beginning of 2016, um, I took the JLPT N2 for the second or third time i should i should go back and say i took n4 um when i was in america and i i passed n4 um the first time i took it wow. um, it was it was just like oh it's gonna happen and then like, okay um, and i'll get into that in more detail if you'd like yeah okay. um but i took n2 i guess it was 2016 i'm not quite sure but i took n2 I think at 2016, and I passed on my third or fourth attempt. It was really embarrassing um, because I tried so many times and I just wasn't, I mean, I hadn't studied either. And um, I had done some things differently when I had passed on my final attempt that made me kind of uh, zero in or it kind of helped me realize like what I needed to do to study. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I took... I guess it was the next year, actually. That must have been 2017, actually, that I got into. Then in 2018, I took N1. Um, I barely failed the first time, and then the second time I passed at the end of 2018. Uh, and then I've been... There's nothing beyond that. I mean, there are other tests, but I've been, I've been just studying and enjoying life in Japan since then. So that's, that's my academic, yeah, course. <laughs>
1: That's really cool. Like, you know what? Half the people right now here have at least given one of the tests and failed. So we really needed that boost.
0: (laughs) I failed a lot for N2. I was really getting, like, depressed. And um, I was starting to see people, like... Familiar faces each time I took the test, <laughs> which is which is not a good feeling, you know. Like, oh, you're here too, and then this guy was like, "Yeah, th- it's like my tenth year. I think I'll try." Like, he was like married and had kids, and oh. he's like still taking it. I'm like, oh my god, I don't <laughs> feel like that. So, yeah, it was, um, but I'm happy I got through that. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's all about trying again. Uh, yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah.
1: So, um, the, most of the people here are, I guess n5 and 4 but mm-hmm. we'll probably cover all of it mm. as you said uh, there were things okay first of all you gave n4 when you were in america right yeah and how was that like what did you study
0: well okay so i don't know what textbook you guys are using, but I, I know a really popular one is Genki, mm-hmm. at least for, for back in America. Um, do you guys use Genki, the textbook?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, we have kind of a, a mix of textbooks, so we really don't know which one we are studying. But we've heard okay. of Genki and we are definitely it, yeah.
0: Okay, so. I, I mean, I, I would basically swear my life on Genki. It's, it's, I think it's as perfect as you need to have as a textbook. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I'm super biased, so I'm sure there's other good textbooks, but, so basically, um, I was a straight A student in my 101, 102, like, all, all throughout America, I was doing really well, like, yeah, definitely always getting A's in my class. not That's not a brag, but I i just want to say that if if you can do all of the homework or all of the practices, like, 90% correct or more, if you're getting, like, a 90%, like, okay, like, you make a few mistakes, but you're getting most of it, like, a 90% correct on Genki 1 and 2, let's say, it's, I'm just giving this so you have a framework, yeah. um, you can definitely pass N4, like, easily, mm. Yeah. So just so you like, because it's hard to explain. Like, you should know this grammar. You should know this grammar. But if you feel ninety percent comfortable with both of those textbooks, don't even bother with N five. It's 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 you know, if you can do those textbooks, you're already. It might be a little hard for do to do N four, but you're you're at that level, um, grammar wise yeah. and vocab wise. Yeah. All right. Get your
1: point. <laughs> and uh, what do you think about the listening and uh, Like speaking part, like obviously you don't have speaking for JLPT, but still. Yeah,
0: luckily. (laughs) Otherwise the pass rate would be like 1%. Um, Yeah, I think like personally, the one area that I'm kind of lucky in is listening. Um, It's the one area I don't, I didn't really study for. I never really studied for it. it, I think understanding vocabulary and grammar for me, I, I felt very good with my listening ability. Mm -hmm. Um, I do meet students who have and this is for for English who people who are learning English but I would recommend uh, people who have issues with listening um, do a lot of shadowing and do a lot of uh, like dictation Um, do you think everyone's familiar with both of those
1: I'm not sure shadowing is a very common term here
0: so. Okay, so sh- shadowing is when you kind of, um, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll go along with a, a, a movie or some audio mm-hmm. source and you'll speak like the same, you can either do it like after they speak, like they'll speak uh, maybe five seconds and then you copy that and make sure they try to just get the general, like everything correct, intonation, spacing, uh,
1: okay.
0: or you, you could do it at the same time if you're like, if you know the movie or if you know what's gonna, what they're going to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool yeah yeah so shadowing and uh, and uh,
0: dictation. dictation so i think that this one also really helps for your listening skills uh well obviously because that's why i'm recommending it but um what i would have people do or what i what i do is again like take a five second clip or ten second clip of any text and try to write down like phonetically what you think you heard and it it doesn't matter if you don't know the vocabulary if you don't know the word like it can be gibberish for all you know like the point isn't getting the grammar right or the vocabulary right it's making sure that you are accurately um kind of interpreting the sounds that you hear yeah and then if you have the the possibility to like hello talk would be really good for this is asking a native speaker like showing them what you wrote and what you listen to and say like is this right and then if they can say oh yeah that you, this was a you know this was a p not a not a b you know like those kind of sounds like poo yeah. or boo um or like the f f sound in japanese or not even at all like it, i don't know um for let's say people in india but i know for like uh, in for Americans, like certain sounds might be difficult to understand. Yeah. And Definitely vice versa. So shadowing and dictation, I think are really good.
1: That's cool. I think Indians have it easier because uh, we do kind of have the same kind of letters in the scripts that we use. So it's quite
0: I, easy. India is quite multilingual No, I mean, yeah. there's multiple languages. And so I think you might have a head start. Let's say this way. Um, most of the Indian people I've met in Japan are quite good at Japanese. Mm-hmm. So that might be okay. survivorship bias. I don't know, but yeah, I've it's it's quite good. Yeah,
1: that's nice. That's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> hope to see um, you guys soon here.
1: <laughs> yes. uh hopefully in the next two three years. We are. Uh, I think most of here, most of the people here are engineering students. But I okay. won't really, Yeah, I won't really say that. But yeah, most of them because we just circulated this in the college and nowhere else but everyone else, yeah, okay. Um, so next question, I think i will like to ask you how you went towards N2. How was N2 for you?
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, so sure, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Like you said, you, you had to try a lot of times and there were some things that really worked out for you at the end. So like, give us a crash course into how to just tackle it all.
0: Yeah, so I think the main issue was me being very arrogant um i kind of wanted and to like i wanted that to be proof of how good i was at japanese so i thought like okay if i don't study and i pass i'm just like so good at japanese like i must be so good because i don't need to and so I, i kept attempting that and failing like like an idiot because uh and i should i should give some backstory like i At that time, even when I was taking into the first time, I felt pretty comfortable speaking with people. Um, You know, I could go hang out, I could go to the park or go drinking with people or do sports or whatever, and not have a perfect, you know, we couldn't talk about politics or philosophy or something like that, but we could have a definite, like, conversation and talk about our likes and our hometowns you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. so I was going into this very like yeah I should be good like obviously someone of my caliber should be able to pass and like that's like yeah in in an ideal world that would be true but I would like to also like reassure everyone here that N2 is before anything else, or the JLPT, before anything else is a test. Um, Real Japanese and JLPT, although, you know, if you make a Venn diagram, there's a lot of overlap, but they are two distinct things. And for N2, and especially for N1, you will have to study the test. Like, it's not good enough to just read lots of books or write or be fluent, you could be great at Japanese and still fail N2. It's, 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 a, kind of, it's a thing in and of itself. Um, so what I did for N2 that I ended up working out was, um, <laughs> which you think would be kind of the first thing an intelligent person would do, um, would buy, I bought the practice test. <laughs> go figure buying the practice test and actually doing it and setting the time the actual time I forget how much it is like an hour I forget it's like an hour and a half or something like that for each second something like that you know I actually did I actually set the time and actually did it in the time that I was supposed to do it Um, and a lot of that is just getting used to the feeling of a test Um, other things I did uh, i did a lot of vocabulary study which i think is important but i think the more important thing i did was actually start um reading newspaper articles
1: mm.
0: and uh if you go on i guess there's something like uh, i think it's called like easy i'm sorry i'm still forgetting i'm forgetting it so much Easy it's Japanese. like easy, yeah easy japanese or like the uh mainichi shimbun or something like that like one of the newspapers maybe all of the newspapers have like easy japanese version and that might be a good one to start with mm. um that's for n2 now if you're going for n5 or n4 mm. um there's a really good series of text a uh, graded reader textbooks or they're not textbooks they're graded readers that have like um, they have various stories at at an appropriate level uh, vocabulary and grammar level for 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 someone who's who's a beginner, and um, it's like a frog. It's let me Google it. I forget what it's called.
2: Are you talking about Minna no Nihongo?
0: Uh, Minna no Nihongo is great, but the the one I'm thinking of is like I mean Japanese graded readers and like Frog. It's that's also Uh, great but it's a different it's called um oh if you just look can i post a link in this chat yeah sure yeah it's just just this like it's this frog that looks like pepe basically but um these ones and then i think it starts i forget which level is the highest zero or five i guess i think or four i think zero is the lowest level but um great stories as well these are all they're like they pull from classic uh japanese um mythology or folklore or um like uh the classic stories i don't say classics but like um one of the great stories that are that were written in in japanese so you're you're also learning a good bit of cultural background which is something i think is also extremely important uh for overall Japanese like proficiency.
1: Point. Yeah. That's cool, thanks for the link. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned how you uh, you went to Japan for your master's, right? Oh, sorry. Major. Oh no, I
0: wish, yeah, un- uh, undergrad.
1: Made, uh, undergrad, yes. Yeah. Uh, so if you were to stay in America and then do that, like if you were uh, to give info when you were in the US, how much difference mm-hmm. would it have made? Like, oh, I did
0: do N four in the U S. um
1: N two, N two,
0: N two. That's really difficult to say. Um, I think the things that ended up helping me pass were was the study. So I think if I had continued to to do um, like and I set a very strict schedule for myself. It was like one chapter a day from a book uh, or for one chapter a day for the textbook and one story a day for the, or like three newspaper articles or one story a day, like whichever I wanted to do. Um, I think just forcing yourself to to do it, to like, um, so let me let me step back a second and give some like insight into how I, kind of my my own insight into like language acquisition. Um, I think, and this is, you know, it's an untested hypothesis, um, but I believe that what you wanna do as quick as possible for language is to make uh, the entire system um, subconscious and reflexive. So if you think about your own language or if you think about any language that you're uh, fluent in, you're probably not consciously thinking about what you're going to say. I mean, maybe if you're, you know, making a speech or you're being very careful about your words, you would choose your words carefully. But yeah, for me, language is something, and again, it's 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 a hypothesis. But I think language is very much connected to the emotional limbic system and less connected to the, you know, cortical rational system because you know think of like when you're in a fight with someone like with your parents or something like your mom or your dad will say something and you just even if you don't talk back to them because you know it's gonna get you're gonna get in trouble you have those words like immediately ready right it's like you you feel the emotion and then you have something to say and so i, I believe that the sooner you get language into the subconscious kind of auto, automatic section of your brain the better and so in doing so, I'm, you know, what I did, uh, I used Anki a lot. If you know that, that application, it's like a flashcard application.
1: Oh, right. Yes.
0: I, th- I think any SRS, like spaced, repeti- uh, spaced spaced repetition system would be fine. Like SRS, if you Google that or Wikipedia that. But um, what I would do is basically do like, you know, recently we speak like 200 uh, sorry sorry 20 to like 100 flashcards a day and just keep like drilling it into my brain to the point that I could see the thing and like within I wouldn't even have to think about it like seeing the image like the same if I draw a picture for a cat and you know that that's a cat even though it's a stick figure or if I draw a picture of an apple you're like that's obviously an apple like you don't need to think about, like, oh, APPLE, oh, yeah, that's an apple. So I would, I would do these flashcards for Anki uh, for kanji and vocabulary um, over and over again so that when I see them, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's this, this is this, this is this. So, yeah, that's kind of scattered, but to, to wrap it all up, to, to summarize my point, uh, I would try to make things as subconscious as possible, as immediate as possible, reading, intense, uh, sorry, extensive reading. Uh, and those are two different things, extensive versus intensive reading. Uh, I would do extensive reading and I would do um, like rote memorization, basically like just sh- going over the thing over and over again yeah. um, so that it would be automatic when I saw it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, just, just because you don't have enough time to think about um, what you're doing in the test and a lot of, I mean, for me, a lot of the answers were kind of intuitive. Like, well, I know it's not A or B, but C or D are really similar. But just, I don't think I've ever seen anyone ever say D before. Like, that just doesn't seem right. And I didn't, I wouldn't have like a, well, according to my textbook and page 35, it says like, I didn't have any definite, you know, citation yes. that I could pull. But I just like, um, I don't I think Japanese people would say it like that so I would just go with C Um, and that that's what I mean by having it like subliminal
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, native intuition yeah I think the point where you said uh, reading it so so much that it it becomes easy like it just comes to you is so important even normally Mm. reading because for most n5 people uh, like people are applying for n5 at least for us, we weren't very serious about it. Like we just studied mm. as much as we could. And so when we were taking the test, our ma, our heads literally hurt while reading. Mm. it. It's yeah. so long, like the paper just won't end. <laughs> and I, oh, yeah. Lord, I can't read the next two pages. Just let's just leave it. I'll just, I don't know, take something else and just leave it at that. So I think reading is so important.
0: Yes, definitely. And um, here's one thing I wish I had done from day one in Japanese don't, don't wait to jump into native material. Like, you know, I was always thinking like, I'm going to get N1 and then I'm going to start reading newspapers. Incorrect. Wrong. Actually, you start reading newspapers and then you get N1. Like, so, you know, you might think, okay, I'm only N5 or only started studying Japanese for like, you know, one semester. I don't know much. No, actually you can read even stories for children. I mean, it sounds like embarrassing, but, find a good, you know, I, I tend to find like um, folklore or like stories, you know, every culture has these stories that we tell children that contain some sort of like moral lesson, right? You know, like don't steal or don't, you know, don't, don't go wandering off alone at night because the wolf is going to eat you, right? These Every culture has yeah. these kind of like, that, that are for children, right? They're, so uh, the concept is very simple. And it's, it doesn't require like, okay, this is what the theory of relativity is or something like that. It's something that as a human being, you will be able to, um, uh, what's the word? You'll be able to sympathize or kind of understand the meaning very quickly. So, you know, if you're a human being, you could be able to understand this. And so I would take those stories and then just start reading those Um, like you know what and do be kind of Spartan about it. Like, you know, I'm going to read one story a day or one page of a story if if it's a really long story um, because you'll start to get a feeling like, you know, I think, I think language is like music or it's like dance. It's something that's performed, you know, I could teach you how to do, you know, tango or something. I could have a chalkboard and, and, you know, visually explain to you what what dancing is but if you actually you know until you actually start dancing you don't know what it is and i think language is the same way like yeah go go to your classes you know learn your grammar learn your vocabulary do all that you need to do that but then when you go home go you know be like okay i'm gonna read like i just want to find one thing to read today that's like real like that's for japanese people and I think the six the feeling of achievement you'll get from that is so amazing because it's not like a textbook like you in some in the back of your mind, you know that a textbook was written for a foreigner. So it's like okay, you know, I read the first page of Genki and you know Mary and Takashi are like you know blah blah blah. It's like okay, that's nice, but like it maybe it was just made for me to understand. But if you read like some random, you know, even if it's like a fairy tale for a kid, for like a five year old kid or a six year old kid, and you read it, you're like, whoa, that's cool. Like I'm reading real Japanese now. Um, so I recommend, like, don't wait to start picking up, like, real Japanese for Native people.
1: That's actually a great point, you know. We've, like, I don't think any of us have heard this from anyone. Like, no one told us this. And, yeah, like, thanks. For yeah,
0: that's one thing I, I I realized, like, way too late, like, around N2, N1 level. I'm like, wait, what? I could have been reading all this time. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I... Yeah, I think you know what be.
1: this brings to a question. Um do you think watching anime helps?
0: How much Okay, does- so I know this is a contentious uh question. I actually don't like I don't think it's bad. I don't think learning watching anime is bad for you, but I, I think it it really is not too helpful either. Just like even now, I this you're going to be like, is this guy really legit, N1? Like, I still watch anime with subtitles because I just don't, like... I don't want to... It's so weird. It's so... Like, if you're... I mean, if you're into the anime that I like to watch, which is usually, like, I don't know, like, fantasy and stuff, it's like, no one's going to know... Like, when do you need to know the word for, like, demon prince or something like that? Or, like, you know, like, <laughs> the dark lord has returned. It's like... and And they're also speaking in in kind of a tone or a register that would be kind of archaic, you know, like thee and thou or like, you know, imagine like some like Game of Thrones. Like,
1: yeah.
0: it's cool. Like, it's really cool. And if you can understand Game of Thrones as a non-native English speaker without, you know, if you can just understand it, that's great. But if you were like studying Game of Thrones, you, you're going to be like weird. Like, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to sound really weird if you speak to a native speaker like that. So, okay. I am not, I don't know, I guess if you're watching, like, um, what's the genre called? Like, Slice of Life? I think that's, I mean, someone correct me, but, you know, like, like school, like, school-based anime or, like, I guess, like, love relationships or, like, stuff where, like, it's, like, the protagonist is a high school student or whatever and there's no, like, weird magical stuff going on, like, I think that would be a
2: good, those would be good. I so recommend sources. Japanese dramas for this. Not usually anime, but uh, Dra- yeah, drama.
0: Are- drama would be good. Like uh, one one drama or anime that I love is uh, it's kind of old now, but Nijijo. Oh, uh, of course. It's a comedy, but <laughs> yeah. I think like Haram. the Japanese, and that is very like it's it's very ac- It's like that is that is Japanese for sure. Like that's what you would hear people or high school students talking like and in the train or something so that's totally fine but again like naruto i love naruto i love dragon ball z but like you don't need a yeah when are you gonna say like i'm powering up to super saiyan it's it's not gonna come up in daily life very much
1: that's a great point and a great analogy to understand this you know like okay um i think we can go for people to ask the questions all right Um, yeah so first, um, how is life in Japan?
0: Well, you know, uh, let's assume you asked me that in 2019. <laughs> yeah, I would say life is quite good. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually, um, I don't want to be too, you know, get off topic, but it's, it's quite interesting to see that a lot of people actually look more relaxed now despite corona i mean working life is quite uh, intense sometimes so you see like uh, a lot more people like laughing and smiling even though they're you know, even if they're just going to the grocery store um okay um but to answer the the real yeah the question life in japan is i guess it's hmm <laughs> Well, there's, there's, there's probably like two hours or three hours I could talk about this. But I think, I think, you know, not to be like cheesy about this, but life in Japan is really what you make it. Um, and I would say as a foreigner, so again, like I don't, again, this is like a language learning discussion. So I don't want to be too like political about uh, in terms of like gai, gaijin life in Japan. But I, as I understand it, there are two major schools of thought or philosophy among foreigners living in Japan. Um, one is like, you know, championed by mostly Americans and forgive my language, but a lot of the attitude is just like, oh, fuck it, I'm American, I'm going to do whatever I want. Um, and, you know, uh, there's, you know, they, they maybe a lot of people don't speak Japanese or they're just – they're, they're here for a good time, not for a long time, you know, something like that, Mm -hmm. which has its uses, whatever. And then the polar opposite to that I see is people saying like, I'm, I will do my, like 100% I'm going to become Japanese. Uh, You know, I'm going to breathe Japanese, think Japanese, speak Japanese, you know, I'm going to do everything the Japanese way. Um, And I've been both of those things in different parts of my life here. Um, long story short, I think if you, if you want to have a pleasurable and meaningful life in Japan, you kind of have to follow, break as many rules as you can without, without breaking one too many. And you need to know, you need to know how to follow the rules. It's like when you want to be a good writer, um, you know, all the good writers break the rules all the time, but they know the rules, and they know how to break the rules in a way that is beautiful. Now, when I'm saying break rules, I'm not saying like theft or like crime. I'm not talking about crime. I'm talking about there's the right way to do it in Japan, but you'll find that the right way to do it is... Probably going to like make your mind melt. And I don't know, like, do you have Japanese professors? Do you actually have like, uh, are any of your teachers Japanese? No, no, they're, they're Indian. You know, uh, you will see that if you had the Japanese, like, it doesn't, in, in Jap- okay, and I, I don't want to make uh, too stereotypical comments, but in Japan, the way you do something is oftentimes more important than what you do. And so it's okay if something is wrong, as long as you did it the way that everyone told you to. And I think for almost everyone who's not Japanese, this is and a lot of Japanese people, this is a very like frustrating process to do. Because you'll you'll see like, well, we can just do it this way and solve it. And like it's not no, 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 let's do it. So if you can avoid if you can avoid those situations and do what you need to do. And follow the rules that you need to follow, but then skirt the ones that you don't need to. I think that's the way for ultimate happiness uh, as a foreigner in Japan.
1: You know, but an example would make this more clear to the audience.
0: Sure, um,
1: because you know Indians are quite uh, like we do have a cultural background here, and so a lot of things. If you were to come to India, you would still think the same. Like, I don't think
0: Japan, Japan is quite that different when it comes to these things. But, sure. Um, I, I think one good way would be, uh, one easy way to understand is, like, making acquaintances, relationships of all kinds. This is more important for business, but it's true also if you're in, like, a school club or if you're in some activity. Like, the you know, I'm doing air quotes here. Sorry, I have my camera off, but I'm doing like air quotes. The correct way to make friends, yeah. Thank you. Perfect. Um, the correct way to make friends is to join some sort of club or join some sort of activity, like school club. I mean, and then like you know, it's you and like ten other people, and then you all do something as a group, and like over time, you become super acquainted and then you have like a very um strong friend group who this is the beauty about japan where once you've made made friends and you've had long term friends it's a- almost indestructible like you can do you can ask or count on your friends for almost anything and i mean that like almost anything in japan once you've developed that group but it's it's really hard sometimes to to get in that group and if you weren't you know if you didn't join the club on day one of sign up when everyone's like a freshman um or first year and then maybe you came even like half a year later already the 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 door is kind of closed the group is made the group is done so if you're a japanese person in the situation you're not going to have, it's going to be very hard for you to make friends and you might be low. I mean, you see this trope in anime a lot, right? Like being outcast and like, you know, someone is like really nice and lets them in and then like eventually they all get accepted. That's not a trope. Like that's actually a thing here in Japan. Okay. What I would do in this situation is play the, the dumb foreigner and just like not pretend like I don't understand, like I'm supposed to like wait And I would just like go up to people like, Hey, I'm Brandon. Nice to meet you. Like, Hey, and then like, Hey, let's go, like, let's go to the beach. or Let's go clubbing or let's go. And then like, just like force myself. And like, you know, not, not like in an awkward way, but like, you know, I realized that the right way to do it would be to be like doing it this way. But like, let me just not do that. Mm -hmm. Like, let me, let me force people to do it my way. And then like, okay, then we get become friends immediately and um you kind of like jump start it so i don't know if that that example makes a lot of sense for everyone but almost for everything it's same for business you know like you should do it this way and present your card this way and you should bow and but like you know maybe you should just go to uh, i'm sure everyone here is under underage but just just my own example you know if I want to make a business client maybe I would just go to a a bar and then like meet people and be like hey yeah I'm a translator like nice to meet you and like shake hands with CEO and then he's like oh this guy's my buddy buddy he's great and like you'd actually never heard me speak but because you liked that interaction I didn't have to I didn't have to email your company or call your company and go through like you know level one level two level three I just went straight to the head guy and he likes me so he wants to give me money now like so this is what I mean of like break as break the rules where you can if you see if you see a shortcut that you can do that's not illegal or immoral, you know just go for it because um, the proper way is just going to take so long uh, so I, I hope that makes sense um, I, I think that's yeah i think i I think that's kind of true in for everyday life as well I, I find
1: I'm not sure how much. What <laughs> India, Japan, America kind of thing works. But yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah. I think we should take questions now. So um, how we go about it is it is that um, we, anyone who has a question can maybe shake. A, would you do that? I have no clue how this works. Okay. I think you can wave and oh. we can put, or you could just unmute yourself and start asking.
0: I see a thumbs up. That maybe that's a
2: question.
1: Uh, yeah, he probably has
2: one. Uh, okay, so uh, hey Brandon, Avishkar here. Hi. Hi. Uh, so I wanted to ask. Uh, yeah. So uh, do you know the famous website Tofugu for learning Japanese? Oh yeah, Japanese?
0: this guy was my idol when I was studying Japanese. Uh, yeah, I was like, like...
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's That's very good. Like the way uh, the his study plan is actually good. Yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah i wanted to ask uh, uh, you know uh, as you know in the beginning he says learn uh, hiragana then katakana and then jump 2000 kanjis and then uh-huh. after that start uh, grammar as someone who has uh, yeah, uh, i heard that you have completed your n1 right so yes. do you think that is actually good or uh, should we go as per the recommended kanjis of each level like 300 for n5 because uh, as you said uh, learning kanjis in the beginning helps you uh, understand grammar better, which in turn uh, makes your basics better. So, what what should you th- uh, think we do?
0: Yeah, I do recommend... Hmm. Okay, I, I recommend learning vocabulary. So, it sounds... I mean, okay, so kanji and vocabulary, they should be the same thing, but if you had to ask me, or you are asking me, but if I had to choose between learning 100 vocabulary and 100 kanji, I think it's more useful to learn 100 vocabulary, but, and a big but, if you can, I mean, there's no reason why you can't, except that it's kind of maybe scary, but if you can, um, try to learn the, like if you if you learn the word like gokko or gokse try to learn the kanji that goes with the vocabulary as you're learning it so you don't have to go back and be like oh this is what it was like it's you're just going back and taking more time so yeah i would if you can learn vocabulary do that and if you can learn the vo- kanji that the vocabulary actually has learned that as well
2: okay
0: does, does uh, that answer your question
2: yeah, it does, kind of does. Yes, I got it. Okay. Uh, uh, next question is, uh, as you know now that a JLP, uh, JLPT has canceled exams <laughs> for July almost all over the world. Yeah, uh, yeah. In India, all five centers got canceled. So, uh, uh, most probably the next j l. p. d exam will be uh, scheduled in uh, December 20, yeah. uh, 2020. So... Yeah. As someone who has been studying N5, uh, what do you think we should do? Like, should we go for N4 in upcoming December or should we go for N5? Because as you know, N4 and N5 are just for uh, self-satisfactory. Well, you know, and that's not,
0: uh, you know, it is, I think, for self satisfaction but I I, that's not something that's uh, necessarily a bad thing, you know. It's good to have. It's good to have a benchmark to know where you are. Um, I, I think if you're, you know, moderately serious about studying, I think if you study even, like, you know, whatever you're given book, if you study even one chapter a week, I think you could get N four. You could do N four by, by December. Yeah, I would go for N four. N four
2: okay and uh, one more question may i ask mm-hmm. go ahead uh, so uh, so right so all of us over here i guess are engineering students we do plan to get a job in japan after graduation so mm-hmm. as you uh, so uh, as they say n3 is like the basic beginners pass to get jo- jobs in japan yeah and after that n2 and n1 is like the cherry on the cake so what do you think we should do should we wait for n2 or uh, go with N3 and then uh, improve like uh, give N2 and n in Japan or try for N2 before going to Japan. What do you think okay. will improve, uh, increase our job opportunities? I I
0: would I think you'll get a lot of different answers if you ask this question, but I would go for N2 first if you if you can like if if you have the time before applying if, if it's going to take like years just go to go to japan and just you'll you'll learn faster by picking it up but if you can do strategically and i say this this is not a japanese learning advice if it's just for japanese learning advice i'd say do n3 but for life for money for your satisfaction and living in japan i think having especially having like a, a better job with better pay i would say N two with an engineering degree is gonna pay much more than N three with an engineering degree, uh, so get get like get the money, <laughs> you know, get the high paying job, get the yeah. money, and then you know you can study. And also, Japanese works uh, places is quite long hours, and I, I don't want to discourage you. Um, yeah, but we
2: know that the
0: yeah, a bit
2: difficult to study
0: after work All right. that's okay. my only th- i mean you will learn during work obviously you'll be talking in japanese but after work you might not feel like i don't want to learn any more damn japanese today you know like, <laughs> yeah, you might feel that way so if you can get in too then you you know but if you can't come just just come and do it you know like you you don't have to if you don't like the job you can, don't have to work you know it's not like you're a slave so you can just quit or whatever you know like there's there's other ways so you know if you're in japan you're in japan that's that's the best, yeah. most important thing but yeah i could see it going both ways n3 or n2 but i me personally so it depends. I, basically
2: it depends on your wish right like what if you want to continue you continue or else stay where you are
0: yeah but for money mm, i think the you get so many M2 more two job
2: opportunities from n2 okay uh, uh last question i promise uh yeah, like okay. uh, it seems you studied japanese uh, for a few years like uh, more than 5 i guess mm-hmm. so has there been a time where uh, you've been like discouraged with your results and you felt like quitting like enough or i can't uh, even though i want to i can't study anymore you can't find that motivation what do you, what did you do if you uh, uh, went through such situations
0: yeah absolutely uh so the reason i quit like, I, I, I quit my majors because, like, on one hand, my professor was always telling me, like, well, Brandon, your Japanese is getting really good, and, like, you speak, like, you're you're, you're starting to sound more fluent, and you're doing really good, and, like, I can see that you're, you're pro- she would give me, like, all of this encouragement, all of this positive feedback, like, when we would meet for, like, the teacher, like, just, uh, you know, office hours, But then, like, I would go into class, and then, like, I would get, like, a C or a D on my test. And I was like, what the – like, how can you say – like, either you're lying to me or your test does – like, why would you say this? Like, how can this be? If you're – you're either, you know, lying to me or you're – so I got so discouraged. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ruin my GPA. I want to go to graduate school. So I'm like, just forget this Japanese program. Like, it's ruining my life. I'm going to hate myself. So – after i quit even after i graduated and i had finished my other my degree uh, in asian studies i that year and a half i was just like i don't want to look at anything like no books no like if it's written japanese anything that's remotely looking like a test let's just like forget it i don't want to just burn it so yeah i think 2016 and then i had just started working in a japanese company which was not a very great company And I was just like, man, this sucks so hard. So, yeah, I was discouraged for a very long time. Um, The thing that picked me up was, strangely enough, um, I bought the textbook for, it was a textbook that I bought for the JLPT. So I bought the practice book, but I also bought the um, Shin Kanzen Master. And I'll write that in. Uh Yeah, 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 I know that. And I got the (laughs) reading, I got the reading one. And um, I I was just doing it to learn the test, but I, the the text, the reading examples that they use are actual, it's actual Japanese, like it's from newspapers or from textbooks, like for Japanese people. And then I realized like, oh, actually, I'm reading these things and it's kind of interesting, you know, like it's my first time to actually read Japanese that was... um, like meaningful, native, yeah, native and meaningful. And so for me, like reading actual Japanese kind of got me like, oh, wait, I remember why I like this language or why I wanted to learn Japanese. It's like, Cause I want to I speak and communicate and interact with Japanese people. So that kind of brought me out of it. Awesome.
2: Thank you. Thank you for the answer. Yeah, you're very well. good questions.
1: Yeah, I think he's preparing for, for a very long time. Um. <laughs> Who's next? Anyone who wants to ask questions? There are a few in the text box, like in the group chat. I
0: see it. Listening think, yeah. skills.
1: How can 30. we improve our listening skills? Um, I think you answered that. Do you know any great uh, YouTube channels that we can watch? Like something that is more of a beginner's um, level?
2: Yeah. Japanese uh, Pod 101 is good,
0: right? Japanese uh, Pod 101. Japanese Pod 101 is great. Um, it's a bit, it's super high level, the one I'm about to recommend, but if you just want to feel, like, feel, uh, that's a weird If you want to listen to, like, good Japanese, um, Bilingual News is a good one. It's actually for Japanese people, but, like, one, uh, the, the lady speaks in Japanese and the guy speaks in English, and they read the same newspaper article, but in each language, so you can hear, and then they talk about it, so that's good. Um... I really liked what is it called? Come to me, Brandon. Um it the producer is called Hebel House, Heber House, and it's Nihon Mukashibanashi. Nihon Mukashibanashi. Something like uh Japanese um uh, folk folk tales from Japan, I think it's called. Let me uh, I'm gonna check that on youtube really quick. I think it's called folk tales from Japan. And it's these super folktales from Japan. Sorry. Give me two seconds. Yeah. Folktales from Japan. Yep. 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 That's what it's called. Um, and they're these like mukashi banashi, like fol- folktales. Uh, and they're aimed for like, I don't know, like five or six or seven year old kids, but they're actually quite good. I mean, they're, they're it for me, they're entertaining even as a, you know, 26 year old guy. And um yeah, that was great. It's like it's the perfect level to just be like, oh, this is Japanese, okay. And and again, the stories are easy enough to follow. Like, okay, don't trust the evil guy giving out candy. Like, and if you know candy, and if you know agiru and if you know like you know dame, then you can kind of like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm I actually follow this. Like so, folk yeah. tales from Japan. Hmm, that's nice. Okay,
1: there's someone asking one minute Uh, how do you study kanji
0: it's pretty tough to memorize oh yeah it is it is but i will give you i i'm gonna give you a promise right this is a promise for me that i i won't you know i i'm not lying to you and i swear on my soul that there's if if you're familiar with the concept in economics or in many Fields called compound interest, right? So compound interest, you you know. So you know, if if you save uh, ten dollars every day from ten years old, uh, you're gonna have a lot more money than if you started saving ten dollars. It's not like half as much or twice as much. It's it's like maybe ten times as much, right? So yeah. the sooner you do something, so kanji is exactly the same way. Just assume. Just assume every time you learn kanji the time that it takes to learn the next one is going to be um one percent faster Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now that sounds like a pain in the butt right it sounds like okay if it took you 10 hours to memorize one kanji then it will take you nine hours for the next kanji but it's not going to take eight hours it will take like you know seven point two hours the next time and etc 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 so by the time that you've learned 100 kanji actually learning the 101 kanji is going to be like oh this is this makes much more sense by the time you learn 500 kanji you can learn the next 1000 pretty quickly by the time you learn so just and so my advice for learning kanji is start and start now um now, that being said, I do have a much more in-depth uh, approach for learning kanji. If you have, like, I don't know, five minutes, I can give you the, the gist in five minutes. You might have to Google a lot. Okay. Okay. So, um, are you familiar with what radicals are, kanji radicals? Yes. Okay. I'm
1: not sure if everyone is though, uh, because okay. we have a few beginners who are trying for
0: N5 right now. Got you. Okay, so kanji radicals—I don't quote me. It's like there's like 212 or like around 200 or so kanji radicals. Now, what radicals are? They're components of a kanji. They're—they can be kanji. Many radicals are kanji, but essentially kanji are not radicals. Now. I don't speak or write any languages in India, but imagine that if you had to explain, like, what is the alphabet to someone? So, you know, what's the difference between V and A? Well, they both have two very similar compounds to them, right? They're slanted lines. V and A both have slanted lines, and A has one horizontal line. So, learning a radical is like learning the concept of writing a slanted line. So, then writing a Q it's it's very similar to an o right you have an o once you learn the concept of an o you can write an o and just write, add a slanted line to it and okay that's a q so we don't do that in english because that would be ridiculous because we only have 20 what six words letters but radicals are essentially many like not many, it's not a lot mini like micro parts that you will always have to write in a kanji and uh they also sometimes tell you what the meaning is. You know, um, there's a kanji called kusakamuri, which means grass crown. And everything that has to do with plants, you will know that it will have that, like it, it will have that kanji on it. And you'll go, oh, that's grass, or that's that's a leaf, and the leaf actually doesn't have that, but it's grass or medicine has this kanji. Like if you see an unknown kanji and it has this, you know, oh, it's a plant. Whatever it is, it's a plant. So... Um, So there's 200 or so radicals. Now, what I would do is learn whatever, like the first textbook that you have, maybe it's gonna give you 50 kanji or 100 kanji, who knows. But basically all of those will be radicals anyway. What I would do is learn all of those you have in your first textbook. And by learn, I mean, have it down. Um, Do it in an Anki, oops, sorry. do it in Anki or memorize it however you need to memorize it that you can write it, have that memorized, um, and then go on to the radicals, because once you can write the radicals, you can write every single kanji that there are, and you will start to understand, oh, this has, you know, person and, you know, something, this means this, or this has uh, road in it, so it might, it's probably got something to do with a pathway or some diameter or some you know, uh, kanji will make a lot more sense to you once you learn the radicals. Yeah,
1: true. I think that's a good idea. And yeah, I don't know about these people, but at least for my class, we weren't taught radicals as much. Like she just started with kanjis and there were a few kanjis once in the middle. And it's just up to you, you have to study kanjis. In fact, for N5, many teachers opt to not uh, spend time studying kanjis and they just say, Oh, you'd pass on the grammar and the reading, which is not true. So, please, mm,
0: yeah, I think you know it really depends on your purpose. If you want to just pass tests mm. and whatnot, yeah, you can do quite strongly just learning vocabulary and grammar, but mm,
1: you have to do it someday. You're,
0: you're gonna, gonna you have gotta, to do it, yeah.
1: yeah, you gotta skip it, anyways. No, so those kids have to do it in N four anyway. So if, you know, I would rather start, you know, before you get a head start. In fact, absolutely, yeah. So I think, do you see any other questions? Uh, how does turn come? So I,
0: I'm not sure if I, and I can't pronounce your name. Who asked me this question? I'm not sure if the answer I gave you was satisfactory because. I can understand that there's a lot of ways that you mean this question, as in, like, ha, yeah, please let me know if I answered because I I have more to say on kanji if that did not answer your question, satisfactorily, or for anyone else, either. Who's asking the question?
1: Uh, it's Chinmai. Chinmai, can Jinmai. you turn off your mute? Hi, Brian. Hi. Yeah, is it, I wanted to ask that, is it okay if we can only read the kanjis or it is necessary that we have to write them?
0: Uh, I will say that's up to you. I personally don't write kanji very well. Like I I know how to write my address and and the things that are, you know, like bank statements and stuff like that, you know, stuff for every day, but uh, I'm not. Yeah, I don't, I really don't think, you know, if you, ha- if you have a computer and you're doing computer-based work, you don't need to learn, know how to write kanji. I mean, even if I'm in a meeting and I'm taking notes, even if I'm in a meeting that's in Japanese, I will take notes in English anyway, because it's just faster for me to conceptualize. So, um, some people will say you should do it, but I personally, I, I didn't really feel the need to do it. Um, hmm. For, for the test, you will have to do it. Yeah, for a test. Yeah, yeah but... You know, yeah. the dollar
1: Interesting. question is, should we learn the stroke order?
0: Absolutely yes. Absolutely yes.
1: Oh, really?
0: Okay. That's a hard yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stroke order matters so much, especially when you're writing, um, w- again, with the radicals, but it's not arbitrary. It's not arbitrary. And... Um, if you want to know honestly if you want to know why stroke orders matter stroke order matters try writing kanji with um with a brush and ink and you will soon understand it's it's you need to do it that way or you cannot write well so um do yeah if you have time do shodo calligraphy it's quite fun and you will learn how to write kanji well Uh, You're muted right now.
1: It's kind of raining here, and I'm sitting in the balcony. So, I, anyways, I was saying, it's easier to look up for kanji. It's like when you're stuck and you don't know what this kanji means, and you put it up on um, those kanji lookup apps, and they just want you to put in the right stroke order.
0: Absolutely. Uh, even now and there's some kanji that have like very unique stroke orders or sometimes they're like opposite of what they would normally be and i cannot f- like it takes me so long to find it even though like i think i'm doing it right um a cat for one like cat or house uh the stroke order and if you know yeah um, yeah so. That's one that you can you can do the shape correctly, and it will not. If you're not doing it the right way, you'll never get the right. It'll never come up for you. Right,
1: right, right. I guess I get your point. Um, I had something on my mind. Oh, right. So a lot of people don't know what Hello Talk is here.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And <laughs> maybe you can talk about that a little. Bit. So, guys, so how he- I met him is uh, we spoke on Hello Talk when I saw his profile. And I, was, I just, uh, I
0: hit you up and say that, oh, I think you know a lot of Japanese. <laughs> that's very cool. <laughs> and that's how I started talking. Go ahead. Yeah, Hello Talk is a pretty cool uh, app. Um, I don't like it for some reasons, but those are not reasons that you should be worried about, really. Um, basically, it's like, what would you say? It's like Facebook, kind of, or like... I don't know, not quite Twitter, but you can post moments as they're called yeah. and you can write in your own language or in Japanese or whatever language you want and native speakers will uh correct you um and like there's a cool function that it actually like the way that it does corrections I, I like quite a lot. Yeah. Um you can also chat directly with people but I don't find that that's like it, I I think more people do moments now. Um, but yeah, if you post like some, I wouldn't say like post your homework, but if you post some, you know, reasonably length, maybe one paragraph or so, some text or anything, and just say like, hey, does this sound right or does this sound natural? You'll usually get like three or four people popping up to be like, hey, this is, or like fix this, or blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I, I really like it for that. Free proofreading or editing, basically.
1: And you do get to make you do get to make connections there. Like I recently spoke to a woman and you just start talking they're like, can we just talk on call, it's better. And once you start talking, you get to practice um, if you want to practice communication, like talking in Japanese. But there is also a catch that you need to uh, help them in the English, so it's, yeah, okay, it's a two way street.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, give and take. So I think, yeah, um, I think they'll, you'll like it. I, I'll, I will have to say i think your mileage may vary if you know depending if you're a guy or a girl um i realize girls may get some unwanted attention as well so that's that's something you know you might want to be aware of but i think that's the minority of people i hope i don't know as a guy you might have to be just a little bit careful about how you um you know, approach people and, I mean, if you're honestly, like, just trying to learn, it should be fine, but maybe have some sort of comment that it's actually, like, related to language exchange from the very beginning, just so people, you start off on the right foot, um, or, you know, maybe make a comment on someone's uh, uh, post that is actually, like, uh, meaningful, not just, like, lol, nice cat or whatever, you know, like, um I think the more that you show of yourself as a person and, you know, maybe explore some of the struggles you're having learning Japanese or the experiences you're having, or, you know, share a bit about your culture, your hometown, what you do for fun in Japanese, if you can, but in, in whatever language you like, you know, even if it's in English, if people can see like, Oh, this person's like, they're actually, um, they're actually making an attempt to communicate. I think you should be fine. I think, um,
1: yeah yeah that's that sounds about right you guys should check it out um, there are actually a lot of apps that most there people are. don't know I, like i'm not just talking about hello talk but like uh, you'll find apps for kanji for, for vocabulary for i don't know if there's anything for grammar but there are a lot of websites
0: oh yeah grammar grammar yeah i'm i don't know for grammar
1: yeah i, I don't think you need One, I, I don't know, wait a minute. Does anyone have any more questions or we could wrap it up? Like, you're not getting this chance again, so. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Okay, I don't think there's anyone. And I think,
0: I think just to, again, I'm in kind of anticipating questions. I, I'm worried I might have put off a couple of people because a lot of the answers I gave were, geared around N2 and N1 and please remember it's been a long time since I've done like beginner 101 Japanese so don't think that you should be learning like 500 kanji in like the end of the year or even in two years like go at your own pace uh I honestly um I don't have much great advice for like early Japanese because I had such a great teacher and i really love the textbook genki i i really think it has everything you need like genki one genki two it's available online pdf you can get it i'm not saying you should do that but you know it's there if you really need to and you can't get it because amazon is down because corona i think they will understand so you know buy it later when you have a lot of money right so um those textbooks are great. I think as long as you make sure you're getting a good mix of grammar, vocabulary, kanji. Um, don't try to do too much of just one thing. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. Um. A last question, and then I think we wrap up. It's tough to to stay motivated. Like the mm. when you're like, oh, can I just give this up? And how do you bring yourself back?
0: So, I mean, this is something I struggle with a lot of things, with, like, programming or even doing my taxes or cooking. I am i don't know if it's because I'm kind of stupid and easy to, like, hypnotize, but if I don't feel like doing something, I'll watch, like, YouTube videos about that subject until I feel like, oh, okay, I should do it, maybe. So if I don't have the energy to actually learn Japanese or motivation, I think one thing also... Like, don't force yourself because uh, that might also do more damage than the long, in, in the long run. But if you don't feel like learning Japanese, just be like, all right, I'm going to put on a 15-minute clip of, like, something just like stupid Japanese game shows. Like, it's 15 minutes on YouTube, so, like, it's not so much time that I feel like, oh, okay, when is it over? And just just make yourself do that. And then if you're done, you're done. If you click another video, then great, you did 30 minutes. Like, just you don't have to you don't have to force yourself to do it. Just like passively expose yourself. You know, listen to a couple of songs, or um, if reading is difficult, I won't say read, but you know, if if maybe you're at the level where you feel like you could just read like a manga or something in Japanese, even if it's like some silly stuff, just do something that like your brain is subconsciously like, oh, it's Japanese, cool. And yeah. um,
1: hey, you could watch yeah. a movie or uh, just a clip. I don't
0: know. Yeah, you know something you can do, and you can still feel lazy, but you know, like you're not like eh. I don't know how to s- explain this, but like you know, there's some mental amount of willpower in your mind that you have to use to do homework or to do chores or to do the things you don't want to use. Like, find something that's Japanese-related that does not subtract from that amount, right? So mm-hmm. just like, okay, I'm just watching like. Joe like the stupid anime that I can just laugh at. Like, okay, that's, that's enough.
1: Yeah. And I think taking a break for a day or two is okay, because you need to yeah, recover sure. with that mental space. But taking a long break can be very difficult. We have done this. Uh, whenever we had engineering exams coming up, we would l- stop studying Japanese for a month or something. And then you'd literally forget how to read hiragana.
0: Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would, s- go, go for it. I, Um, this is also one thing I did that I wish I had not done in university It's like, I would take breaks between semesters, just as you said. I think this was not a very smart move. Um, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm done. I'm, I finished learning Japanese. I tried my best. But actually, like, this is gonna sound really, maybe it will not come across the right way. But I think, like, most of your Japanese should be done outside of school. So if you're spending an hour or two hours studying Japanese, you know, or maybe four hours a week or five hours a week studying Japanese in school, I I think, like, you should make sure that most of your Japanese, your experience is not school-related. Because, like, you're going to get into the mindset that Japanese is something you need to do to pass uh, a class or pass a – a test or get a job but actually no Japanese is a, is a language that you experience like you don't if you're a dancer if you're or if you're a painter you're not you're not painting so that you can you know get a good grade on your test you're painting because presumably you enjoy it like it's something that makes gives you joy so you know class should be like the boring like Yeah, class should be the most boring part of your Japanese study. You should have something more interesting than class that's Japanese. So find something that's more interesting than that and do that after class so that you can be like, oh yeah, I learned all this stuff and like, oh cool. Like I learned that grammar in class today. Now I know what he's saying. So you'll feel like even more excited. That's true. Uh, There's
1: someone asking another question. Hey, is it possible to take higher education in Japan while doing a job in Japan?
0: And, and
1: do companies help you with it or help us? It's,
0: with it? it is very possible, but I honestly say if you did that, you have my supreme respect. And I think you're an amazing human being. It's It is. It's probably very, very difficult if you're working and doing. Yeah, there are programs. There are programs. Um. Uh, I know off the top of my head, Scuba University, S-K-U, Scuba, I think
1: asking in the sense you could do your master's in Japan.
0: Like, yeah, Tsukuba University, for example, I'm not just plugging that, I didn't go then, but there are programs that let you work and, like, you can work and do your master's um, on the weekends. Um, but it's it's few and far between. Um And a little bit of strategic advice. If you're going to do your master's in Japan, I would recommend you do it first rather than later, sooner rather than later, uh, for visa issues, visa considerations. Uh, If you want to live in Japan long term, if you want to get the permanent residency, you need to be here uh, 10 years, although that might be eight now, but 10 years and five years need to be, five consecutive years need to be working. So even if you're here, you know, 10 years, but you were like two years university, then two years working, then two years graduate school, the the clock starts from when you go back to work. So uh, I would do all of your school first if you can. Um, But that's that's like a strategic thing that has nothing to do with language learning. It's just if that's what you want.
1: I think someone who would want to do a ma- um, you know, master's in Japan would go only for master's, like, at least as much mm. as I know people,
0: but yeah. And I think for engineering, you're, I presumably, forgive me for assuming, but presumably the person who asked me, um, Pranav, I, I hope I said that right. Yeah, presumably, you're yeah, yeah. in, um, uh, what, like, uh, engineering or some, some technical, like, STEM? Uh, is that what you're thinking of?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, okay. If that's the case, I think this STEM or like, and, you know, uh, basically any science or that kind of thing in Japan, you should be fine. Um, I think it would be much harder, not harder, but it, you're in a more difficult position if you're doing like, you know, masters in Japanese or masters in linguistics, just because um, luckily, you know, math is math wherever you go. Um, so even if, you know, uh, the, the way that you describe, it's not so subjective. Um, so, uh, or rather it's very objective. So I think if you have the brains to understand it, you'll be fine for your master's with, uh, with like linguistics or, or, you know, ancient Japanese history, master's degree, which I have some friends doing that, uh, you know, like you really have to be good at Japanese, um. To, to, to be able to, to swing that. So, so they yeah. do
1: have uh, English programs, right? Or you it, have- yeah,
0: they do. Schools will have English programs, especially if it's, um, I think, uh, more of the sciences will have more English programs. Oh. For sure. Okay.
1: I hope yeah. we answered your question, Pranav. And if anyone has a question, please, now is the time. We'll be done. Thank you so much for your advice. Okay. I think we're done today. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us Brandon.
0: My pleasure. And if you guys, you know, have any questions come up later, please. Um, I'm fine. If you send it to me, uh, however, um, maybe uh, you can collect them and or whatever. But yeah, uh, I'm know happy what? to help.
1: We could do this. Uh, this, the whole today's, uh, this, what do you call this a webinar was organized under infusion. So if you guys want, I'll just put the name here. Go to Infusion Infusion 2020 on Instagram and whatever you want to talk about, you can text us there. And that way we can talk. We'll just send it all over to Brandon. And we're yeah, also that'd be recording cool. this one. So maybe we can have a clip and send it to people.
0: Oh, good thing I didn't say anything too embarrassing.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. We can edit stuff. So. No, I think it's okay. No one's policing us. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, it was great talking to you, Brandon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you all. And i um, quite happy to help you. And uh, I wish you all super good luck um, in your Japanese studies and in your in your lives to come ahead. I think, you know, you're going to have a great time. It's fun.
1: Thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> all right so uh, i think we ended here everyone thank you so much for joining everyone who participated in today's webinar i wasn't really sure there would be even two or three people but thank you so much this is overwhelming and You're yeah, welcome. Brandon, hope to talk to you later and
0: yeah likewise
1: thank you everyone bye-bye cheers thank good you. luck take care take care please take care
0: Take care, yeah. <laughs> Wash your hands, everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I heard the, uh, the lockdown is uh, lifted off. Like, is
0: it? What's the in, in, Japan, in Japan, in Tokyo, we didn't really have a lockdown to begin with. I mean, uh, just the way the Japanese government is structured, it's not actually possible to uh, force people to stay at home. They cannot arrest anyone, cannot make any sort of legal statements so they actually just asked us very nicely not to go outside to which most people uh did uh follow with but um yeah i don't know surprisingly i don't mean to be very grim about this um i would have thought that more people would be sick here i would i thought that i would have gotten sick by now but it's not spreading i mean it's i think they're not reporting also some numbers but Mm -hmm. It just seems to be doing, like, compared to America, New York, I don't know how India is doing, but New York, like, oh, they got hit very badly. And, um, yeah, we're not, like, it's not that situation yet in Japan, question mark. So, interesting.
1: It's, it's funny when you said that they asked us very politely and they can't put us in jail. <laughs> you should know what's happening here. people. If the are people who would just randomly go on streets and then get beaten up by the police for coming out.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that will make me stay home for sure. Oh, like,
1: and then uh, those, that stuff is recorded on videos and it's put on the WhatsApp, so it's circulated everywhere. If you want to become famous, do go outside. But it, yeah, oh, God.
0: Be <laughs> Just wear some heavy padding and some hockey gear or something like that, right? I know. <laughs> well, don't, don't go outside, you guys. Be be safe.
1: <laughs> we are in the lockdown 4.0. And I think each lockdown has been 21 days or something. So,
2: hmm.
1: yeah, we've been in for, like, more than 1.5 months or something,
0: yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. Hang in there. Learn a lot of
0: Japanese while you can.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of time now.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. So let's end it here on a great note. Um, yes. Hope, hope this all ends soon. And guys, take this time. Use it up. Study. And yeah, we'll do this more often if you guys like it. Thank you so much for joining, Brandon and everyone.
0: Wonderful. My great pleasure. You Thank you, everyone. Yes. Okay. Kudos. Bye. Bye. Take care.